So how are you, how are you managing? I got, not well. I, yeah. Not well, Bob. <laughs> not great, Bob. Um, I love that intro. It fires me up every single time. Welcome to the Promo Upfront Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. This is episode Ocho. That's number eight for those of you who do not speak Spanish. With me as always, the one and only, the intimidable, the baron of branded merchandise, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the heck are you? Doing well, man. I'm back from vacation. I'm a little got a little sun and yep. uh, got got a little time away. Uh, you and I have talked about this. There, I, I love where I live, just like yep. you love where you live. But every once in a while, it's great to get out of the zip code. We did that. Had some right. ocean time with the family, and it was oh, needed. And so, yeah, I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing good. I've been staring at a computer a lot, so I'm wearing my blue blocker glasses today. Smart. So not throwing everybody off there. I'm not bespectacled. Oh, I guess I am bespectacled today. Yeah. Um, but uh, doing well and just plowing through things and uh, just enjoying, enjoying life, Kirby. You know what else I enjoy? <laughs> I hope you ask me. Do you know uh, what yes. else I'm enjoying, Kirby? <laughs> What's that, Bill? <laughs> I'm enjoying our good pals over at Common Skew, and I know that probably shocks you, so I'm glad you're sitting down. Oh, yes, this is a late afternoon, deep night version of Promo Front. Cheers, Kirby. I think you're having a beer. I am. I'm having a gentleman Jack and Cola, a cola of my choosing. But let's talk about Comets Q because that's really what's important right now. You know, they allow you to connect with your team. Like when you're on vacation last week, you were able to connect with your team if you wanted to. Now, I hope you unplugged. But if you wanted to, you could connect to your team because you know why, Kirby? Why is that, Bill? It's a cloud-based service. You can be anywhere in the world as long as you have internet access. You don't have to be in your office in Coshocton. I don't have to be in my prison. I mean home here in Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> I can be anywhere in the world and absolutely connect on Comiskey because it's a cloud-based platform that allows me to streamline my workflow from anywhere. Yeah. That's right, Kirby, anywhere. And it helps. And I know, did you use it last week while you were on vacation at all? A little. I was, I was better than normal, but yeah, okay. a little bit. It's because it, Again, it gives me peace of mind when well, I can sure. check in like that. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, and again, you, you can do it from anywhere and it allows you even very quietly to check in and see what's going on. It's very important to be able to do that, especially in, in the climate we're living in now. So from every aspect of running your distributor business, Kirby, Comiskey has the tools. You know this. I don't need to tell you this, but I'm telling other people this. Okay? Yes. They have the tools that enable you to stay connected to your clients, stand apart from your competition, close more deals to dramatically improve and grow your sales and revenue. So you want to join this community and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you? Head over to commonskew.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, before we launch into the promo upfront version of this mullet of all podcasts today, Kirby, I do want to remind everyone we're available on YouTube. We're available all over any uh, podcast platform. It would really help us if you subscribe. So if you're listening only, if you're listening only mode, you're listening to podcasts, just do whatever uh, platform you use. That's, that's Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Just look for Brandivate Radio. And on YouTube, just search for Brandivate. 
uh, we would love to have you subscribe and, and hopefully you can enjoy some of the little fun and, and frivolity. Yeah, well, and, and also join the conversation, right? Like, I think one of the things that um, we love and, and you know, it, it ebbs and flows yep. is the engagement. What yeah. do you agree with? What do you disagree with? Just engage and join the conversation. Absolutely. And so now before we launch in, so thank you for that. We're recording this now in the afternoon, late afternoon, early evening. And one of the things I've learned is that I'm in the corner of my house here and my window faces due west and it is now 675 degrees Kelvin in my office. <laughs> so if I start getting flop sweat, it's not because I'm nervous. It's because I'm hot, folks. <laughs> we know that. All right. I'm hot under the collar about something else, Kirby. Ooh. Promo up front. And I have two things I'm hot under the collar about. Yeah. So we're going to go with option numero 12. Okay. Joel Schaefer, who is mm -hmm. a, a mutual friend. Well, I, I know you know Brett Schaefer, his son, very well. Mm -hmm. Joel Schaefer is his father. He is the president owner of Soundline. He is a PPAI Hall of Famer. He's one of the first few people I actually met in the promotional products industry when I got into the industry in New York. And always, um, I wouldn't say we were close enough of a relationship where he was a mentor to me, but I will say everything, every time I've ever had a conversation with him, I always walk away learning something. Mm. He's a very sage human being. He wrote a wonderful, wonderful, thought-provoking article on Promo Corner. And if you want to check it out, it's called... Um, social activism in the promo industry and it's on promo corner just click on the promo journal tab on promo corner and you'll see it uh in the feed i know exactly where it is it's almost like i used to work there anyway <laughs> but it's such a great article and in he talked about how it's really time for our industry to step up and i'm just going to read a couple things and yep. then i'd like to have some responsible discourse with you about it kirby he said you know we're not a racist industry but because of our, we're racist because our indifference to the outside world, you know, that was kind of a tone there. We're not intentionally racist, but we are indifferent to the outside world if people aren't buying promo. Mm -hmm. So poor people don't buy promotional products, mm -hmm. for example. And, and you're saying, you know, that's not a client we serve are people who don't have money to buy promotional products. So we tend to ignore that. Um, he had a great comparison to Bomba socks. And I know you read the, read the article, you read the article, right? Mm-hmm. So we had a great comparison to Bomba Socks, where they do a one-for-one -one donation. For every pair of Bomba Socks you buy, they donate one pair to a charity or to uh, disadvantaged folks. And then he said, it's time to pour, I love this. He said, it's time to pour overruns and misprints into communities where school supplies are financial burdens. Um, and he also said, we need to ramp up our feeble efforts to recruit minorities into our industry. And he suggested, which I think is brilliant, a PPAI task force uh, might be in order. I know you read the article. I want to know what your initial takeaway was. Um, actually, that's the name of his blog series. It's called The Takeaway. Coincidentally enough, what was your initial takeaway? And then have you thought about your stance since then? I'm happy to share what I thought. I read it like six times. Um, it was that impactful to me. Yeah, I, I'll give you my initial thought. I think that's something we do uh, on a regular basis. I did read the article. Yeah. I, my, my initial thought on it was I, that... It was interesting to me, and I, not, I know that the, I'm sure not the first person to take this topic on, but it's the first one that I r remember being in such a public fashion yes. at the right time, at the right place, saying what I think many With the of right us, ears listening, maybe. Yeah. Well, and also with writers listening and f with the industry hopefully being in a space where we're 
were better ready yeah. to listen to it. Um, yeah. So, so my initial reaction was, yeah, of mm-hmm. course we like, I think you and I have talked about this privately. I don't know if we've done it. Over I the don't airwaves. think we've talked about yeah. it publicly. Yeah. So my, I have often compared our industry to Coshocton, Ohio. Yeah. Coshocton, Ohio is at the foothills of the Appalachian area region, and it is very non-diverse. Right. And it is fascinating to me Mm -hmm. how the industry mirrors it. (laughs) And and, 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 like, that's weird to me. And I've said that many times. And so Joel pointing this out, I was like, yeah, we need to do better. And I have some thoughts on it, but those were, that was my initial reaction. And and I I tend to agree with you, uh, shockingly. Um, Our our industry is not diverse. Just walk any trade show. Last time you were able to walk a trade show. You know, unfortunately, minorities stick out almost like sore thumbs. I think over the past few years, not, and that's a terrible connotation, but you know what I mean? I mean, they stand out because there's just not enough, quite right. frankly. Yeah. And I think as an industry, we've done a very good job over the past few years focusing on women, mm-hmm. focusing on women's empowerment. There's still a long way to go. Um, boy, I'm tr- I feel like I'm treading on dangerous ground here. No matter what I say, it's a little well, off. Well, but I, I think it's important to have the conversation. And I yeah. think people need to give us the grace that we're, like, one of the things that I think we're living through a time of, okay? Yeah. So I'll, I'll tread in here, yeah. is that there are many of us who are white males in our industry who are trying to do better. Yep. And so one of the things I say is as we are reaching across with an olive branch, don't smack us with it. We're, we're yeah. trying. Okay. Yeah. So I th- allow us the discourse to, to, to figure out how we can do better. I would agree. So I think we've done a good job, a long way to go in recognizing not only the importance of women in our industry, but just the force of nature they can be. Yes. Still got a long way to go. We've not done that with uh, diverse, with, with African-Americans or, or Latin Americans or Indian Americans or, you know, any other segment. I actually emailed Joel and said, you know, it's interesting. I think one of the problems we have, wh- why this is a problem, why it perpetuates itself. This is one of the most incestuous industries I've ever seen. We don't look outside our industry to hire. And one of the things I'm really proud of that we did at Promo Corner, the last hire I made before I left, um, we looked outside the industry. We needed a marketing person. And I just wanted the best person. Didn't care what color, didn't care what race, didn't care gender. We ended up hiring an African-American male and he did a really good job. And he just so happened to be African-American. He was the most qualified candidate for the job. And that's important to do. I think we need to do a better job in our industry of stop thinking that our industry is so scary complex that someone could never come into our industry and really understand what we do. We do. I think we need to start looking at skill sets outside our industry and think about not the challenge of training them our industry, but what can we learn from their experience coming into our industry? What can they bring in? And I don't think we do a good job of that as an industry. And so I think that's, that's a, a good place to start when you have openings, especially at entry level and actually every level, actually not just entry level, every level. Yeah, every level. Look outside our industry. Sometimes the right candidate is right here in our industry, but sometimes you're going to bring somebody in And they're going to knock your socks off because they're looking at our industry from an entirely different perspective. And that translates to not a retread. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at, you look at some of the most successful entrepreneurs in our industry over the la mm -hmm. recent history, they've come from outside of the industry. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, so one of the thoughts when he talked about not, it was novel to me. I'd not thought of it this yeah. way that one of the reasons is because uh, folks that don't buy our uh, product are, we're not, getting in the hands of. And I thought right. that was a really interesting idea of, of making a point of getting the product overruns, all that sort of thing right. in other areas. That's, I thought that was a neat idea that would be really painless to implement, really. I think overruns, yes. I think misprints, there's a little bit of a challenge there because some brands are not going to want a misprint of their logo sure. anywhere. Yeah. Now, no. you know, so I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a discussion that should happen, though, with every client when they reject something because something isn't right. Mm -hmm. That's an opportunity to give back right there. Yeah. And then the other piece that really just struck me is it, it, whether it's recruiting, like you talked about hiring and going outside of the industry. I think it, I think it really does require us to be intentional. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't are, are uncomfortable mm -hmm. sometimes about um, whether you call it um, uh, affirmative action or yeah. wh whatever you want to call it. But I think we do need to be intentional because I think when you do that, you just start to look at things differently. I'll give you an example. Yeah. It, and just looking myself in the mirror, when I look at our, the picture of our company, it yeah. is a very white company. And yeah. when I consider that, I go, okay, if I'm really being introspective and I, am I doing it right? And, and by simply having that internal discussion, if you're doing it honestly, I think you start widening your net and then we just need to recruit T totally agree and, and and here's the thing you're you're i'm sorry you're but your lily white company mirrors 97 percent of our industry sure and, and that's not right yeah. that is not representative of our society it's not inclusive certainly and so i love the word you used intentional i was very intentional i want someone from outside the industry i want certain skills yes but I just want someone from outside the industry that was important to me. And so I think, you know, if you start, start there, we can start to make progress, but man, what a great article by Joel, what a bold decision to write that out there. Yes. Um, well, and by a thoughtful guy who is absolutely. well respected in the industry, like I, I generally read pretty much most of what Joel writes anyway, mm -hmm. but as soon as I saw what it was about, I'm like, oh, I definitely want to hear what he has to say. Well, Brett, uh, you know, Joel's a super intelligent, sweet, very nice man. He, his daughter, Allison's wonderful. Brett, he's okay, I guess, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, Brett's awesome. I mean, brick. The, the, yeah, Brick, Brad. Uh, it's an inside joke. I, I call Brett Schaefer, Joel's son, a different name every time I see him. He always calls me Phil or Dale. So anyway, <laughs> a really great family and uh, kudos to Joel for taking on something that it's uncomfortable to talk about. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm uncomfortable talking about it because I worry about the minefield I'm walking in, even though my heart I know is in the right place. So yeah. thanks for having that discussion. So that was the promo up front part of the podcast. Kirby, you got something uh, else? I do, but you said you had two topics. Is there one you really want to get to before I jump into another thing? Yes. If, okay. <laughs> it's totally off the cuff, but I was just... All right. So last week you said, hey, you know... Oh, we... no. Seriously? What? We... No, we're going to retread this. No, we're not retreading this. No, no, no. Okay. We are not retreading okay. the realist, optimist, pessimist okay. thing. We yeah. put that to bed. We decided that the realist does exist and is probably the greatest human ever. <laughs> now, what we're going to talk about, Kirby, is the PPAI board slate. 
Oh, yeah. Because that's gotten a little play in our favorite promotional products group. Oh, um, has it really? A little bit. Okay. So PPAI, just for everybody who doesn't know, for the board of directors, they've gone to a slate, which means they pick one supplier candidate, one distributor candidate. They go through an intense vetting process. And that slate is presented to PPAI, member, PPAI members for a final vote. Mm -hmm. Prior to this, it was two distributors, two suppliers. It started getting weird because there's campaigns. Well, and it was it, a it huge just, campaigns, yeah. It just got weird. So I, I applaud PPAI for going to the slate, but you knew there was going to be some backlash. Okay. And here's a backlash. So your distributor candidate is no Lapine or Lapine. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it right. I think it's one Lapine. Yep. Okay, Lapine. Uh, owner of Lapine Associates. And then your supplier is Alan Tabaski, who is VP mm. and general manager of Bell Promo. And there's a big, big, big controversy on Alan. And I don't know Alan well. I've met him. I've had a drink with him, but I don't know him very well. He's a great guy. But there's a big problem because... As we all know, Bell Promo, which is a supplier, owns a distributor called Discount Mugs. Yep. And everybody gets hot under their promo collar because they think they're selling to my clients direct. Mm -hmm. I want to know what your thoughts are on that. When you, because uh, just so you, since you haven't seen, I'm just going to kind of bottom line it for you. Mm -hmm. There's a segment of our industry that thinks the board is being stacked, mm -hmm. that thinks PPAI is out of line, that thinks... Alan Tabaski as a candidate is not suited to serve on the board because he works for Bell Promo, which also happens to, oh, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, works for Bell Promo, which happens to also own discount mugs. Kirby Hossman, what say you? Okay, so it, it's kind of a uh, complicated issue. So my, my, my overarching thing is I agree with the idea of PPI moving to what they're doing now. It's late. Uh, I, I, it was just a weird spot where you felt like, hey, it was very much a popularity contest. Um, and it, 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 was it was uncomfortable to watch. Um, and it really got to a point, uh, at least from my perspective, that those who were uh, well-connected on social media had a ginormous uh, advantage. Absolutely. Again, it, being a it, popularity contest. It became unseemly, yeah. in my opinion. I'm not going to get into anybody's names. People on the board deserve to be there, but there are some campaigns I thought were unseemly. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I'm not even that. It just felt uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and really, it had nothing to do with what the board needed from a skill set perspective. Correct. And, and that's why they moved to the slate so they and, could and I like purposely that. purposely find skill sets that they needed as they do strategic foresight. Yeah. For example, Dawn Olds was on the slate last year. Mm -hmm. She's uh, IT at Halo and they know that they're going to need to ramp up technology and so she's a perfect yeah. candidate. That's just an example and I'm sorry I cut you. No, no, it's great. And, and, and it, but it in reality, I, you know, I'm a part of a lot of boards and nonprofits. Mm -hmm. That's how all boards, not all, but many, most boards pick people. They pick people who it makes sense for them to be a part of right. their organization to guide it to the future. So I like that. Um, and honestly, when I saw uh, the the Bell Promo name uh, yeah. come across, I did one of these where I, I raised my- You had a raised eyebrow. Raised eyebrow. And, and, and then I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. And I moved on with my life. I, I think that uh, Bell Promo has fought that for years. Yeah. They do have, like the reality of it is, mm -hmm. like th there used to be a company here in Coshocton that had both a supplier and a distributor. Right. 
it's uncomfortable. Like, well, and, and even in a small town where you're going, look, I would like to sell the product that you manufacture. Right. But if I do, I'm bidding against you, against right. my customers. It's just uncomfortable. And so it, with due respect to Bell Promo, if they don't yeah. want that to be a part of the conversation, stop doing it. Right. And if you don't want to do business with Bell Promo because they have discount logs, then don't. So to me, like, and that's sort of the way that yeah. I operate, but I totally know a lot of people who do a bunch of business with Bell Promo yeah. and it's great. So yeah. that's... I had the advantage, right? I brought up the topic right. so I get to make notes, right? Yep. And that's how yep. this podcast works. PPAI, and you can look at it on the website, they do a very transparent process. You can exp they explain it right there. It's in black and white. Just go to the PPAI website. You can see it. They do a thorough vetting by their leadership advisory committee. They do interviews. The top candidates are then approved by the PPAI board. And trust me, I know this was discussed. The fact <laughs> that Bell Promo owns Discount Mugged. Well, I've got a secret for everybody who's listening. Every supplier has some small distributor that if they don't own outright, they have very close ties to. So don't think they're the only one. They're the only one you might know about, but trust me, they're there. If you don't, here's the thing. They don't become board members until they get a majority of the votes. So if you don't think, first of all, I would urge every single person, they're going to have town halls, they're going to have virtual meetings. Listen to what the candidates have to say. Listen to Al, what Alan Tabaski has to say. And if you have the opportunity to ask questions, ask them. Ask hard ones. They deserve to be asked hard questions. And you deserve answers. We all do. Mm -hmm. But don't judge it just because you see the clickbait of Bell Promo discount mugs. Give Alan and, and anybody who ever runs for the board the grace, if we can use that word again, mm -hmm. of earning it on their own. Yeah. And, and let me just tell you that you've yeah. done more than of this than I have in the industry yeah. of serving on these boards uh, to get to a place where you are presented to this. Mm -hmm. You have done so much service in our industry yeah. that has gone unnoticed. I don't know Alan personally, yeah. I, but let me just tell you that dude has done more work in our industry. If he's where he's sitting, where he's at, than most people, you all the people, you know, probably combined because and again, it that's what you have to do to be there. Exactly. And again, you have to trust I hate the phrase, trust the process for the most part. I really do hate that phrase. But in this case, I know I've had conversations with Paul Bellantone publicly and privately about it. Um, we had conversations at LDW about it. This has been a big shift for PPI because they saw what we're seeing. It was very uncomfortable, the, the, the campaigns that were being run. Um, I'm not going to get any names, but I mean, it, it just, it was weird. It was uncomfortable. It was just not right people wanting to serve and then they feel like they're bitch slapped because they want to serve. Yes. Right. Yes. So um, give the slate an opportunity to speak about what they, what they want to accomplish and what they stand for on the board before you make your decision. Mm -hmm. It's just like any other process. All right. Enough politics, Kirby. <laughs> hey, Kirby, you like promo products, don't you? I do like promo products. That's awesome because this is a promo products focused podcast. Do you have one you'd like to share with our family here? Yeah. So, you know, I just got back from the beach. Um, you did? We, yeah. And so, and I also, we- I um, saw your video. It was great, by the way. It was, oh, I was a little disappointed. I'm going to be honest that? with Why you. Why is that? Well, you weren't wearing, you know, certain I actually, shirts. I actually was. Mm -hmm. I took that shirt with me on vacation. It just never made yeah. the days that I was shooting video. <laughs> I guess we'll never know now, will we? Yeah, that's right. Well, hey, my promo product of the week is- yes. 
a product I took with me. Oh, very it, nice. And right? it's branded with the Hassman marketing logo. That is a quality beach tote. Right. It's the ultimate utility tote. It's actually from Seville Gear. Um, one of the things love I love- Seville Gear. Right? Oh, very great. quality. Uh, if it matters to you, it's BT380. Um, but again, this is one of those pieces that you get and you're like, oh, yeah. and, and this is a piece that in the interest of transparency, it's not one of those that I was like, oh, I have to have a giant utility tote, right? But you had to have it last week, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. But I got it in and I'm like, every time we go to the lake, every time we go to the beach, anytime, it is one of those pieces we use all the time. And so that, that's mine. And, and it just worked out the timing. So on behalf of all seven listeners, I salute your promotional <laughs> product of the week, Kirby. I love it. Uh, the Seville gear. What was it? BT? BT 380. Yeah. BT 380 beach tote situation. Situation. That's all right. right. Kirby, I've now dominated most of this podcast. Do you have something you'd like to add? Uh, yeah. Of topics, please? Yeah, sure. So I, I saw an article uh, that talked about um, sort of goals and how that's, you know, goals have just been thrown out the window to a degree. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm curious, it, and I want to ask it in two different ways and you can choose which way you, you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, so have you reevaluated your 2020 goals or how do you do it? Or how are you thinking about your goals for 2021? Like, cause I think we're kind okay. of in a weird place. Yeah. So basically I have a daily goal. Right. And, and my daily goal is to put on pants. Um, <laughs> I accomplished that today. I am wearing shorts. I, don't um, prove it. <laughs> don't need to. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the latter because the former, uh, my goals were very different in January of this year when I worked for Promo Corner than they are on August uh, what, 26th when we're recording this, uh, where I'm one of the managing partners of Brand of It with Kelsey Cunningham. So I'll say uh, 2021. Uh, I haven't set goals for 2021 yet. Yeah, um, I've set, you know, Kelsey and I jointly set goals, sales goals for uh, the remainder of 2020. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're on track so far, knock on, on wood to exceed those sales goals. Um, you know, you, you have step-by-step, step. you have, mm -hmm. you have profitability and then, then you have a little bit more than profitability and we're, we're on a really good track, which is very exciting. I think it, it does take a little bit for 2021, a little bit of a crystal ball. You know, things yeah. feel better today than they have in, in months. Mm -hmm. We're also heading into cold and flu season. And, you know, once people start getting the flu, you know, how do you discern if they have the flu or if they have COVID? And there, there's still so many unanswered questions. So I think I, I'm a believer right now you're best served having very short-term goals, meaning monthly, maybe quarterly at the most goals because things are just moving too rapidly. And when I say things are moving too rapidly, I mean things that are way outside of anybody's control. Yeah. And so to sit here and say, well, in five years, I want to be doing this. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Even to say in a year, I want to be doing this, I think is ridiculous. So to me, um, have, have, a, have a revenue goal through the end of the year. I have not looked at 2020. We have not looked at 2021 yet. No, I think and that's totally fair. I, I, I was trying to think about my answer to this. Um, and I think what we've sort of started doing is looking at it sort of project-based. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're doing the marketing conference. And so it's like, how right. can I provide value, whether it through content, whether it through whatever, and do it in these project-based chunks. And that's what's been kind of guiding my time yeah. to get me to 
fourth quarter, get me toward the end of the year. And then toward the end of the year, then I think I'll be comfortable starting to set 2021 goals. Me too. Right now, almost as daily. Like, yeah. do I walk out of this, this uh, sweat box that I'm sitting in right now? Do I walk out of here and have my, my six-step uh, walk home? And do I feel good about what I did that day? So right. to me, it's just more of a daily thing. And I hate that. I don't like living and dying by the day, but I mean, that's just the reality of it, of it these days, to be honest it's, with you. I think that's fair. I think that's fair in the yeah. sense that, you know, as long as like you're basing it on, okay, am I being productive? Am I moving the ball forward? I, I, I think well, sometimes that's just focusing on the task at hand has value. It's where being a realist really comes in handy, Kirby. All right, Kirby, you got another topic for us? Uh, sure. As um, I proved my own point from last week, and I'll continue I, you, to do yeah, so. Yeah, I, I think you proved mine, but um, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So really quickly, this will mm-hmm. be a quick one. So you're working from home. I am. Thank yeah, you for knowing you, that. Yeah, you've uh, you've you've mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah. Um, so two things. What are the kids officially doing? Are they going? Are they they doing school at home? Do you know that yet? Oh, they're driving. You know they drive. So yeah. they're driving. They're driving me crazy. <laughs> um, so. They started school uh, a week and a half ago. This is their second, third full week in school. Okay. They're doing it from home. Okay. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. As the parent at home, it's a joke. Um, there's a lot of the, the, they check in and to their next thing I know, I hear expletives coming from upstairs because they're playing Xbox <laughs> or I hear the microwave going off because they're making lunch at 1025 in the morning. Like, what happened? Why aren't you in class? Uh, let us out. Um, so right now they're at home. They're scheduled to go back to school um, on Monday, uh, this coming Monday. So that would be what the thirty-first. Um, they're dual enrolled, so they're actually doing some college courses. So their school day ends actually at one ten every day, mm-hmm. and then each of them one night a week has a three-hour class at Columbia State University. Mm-hmm. So they're dual enrolled. So but every day they're done at one o'clock. So how are you, how are you managing? Not well, well, Bob, not great, Bob. Um, You know, it's interesting you ask because yesterday, I think yesterday, because here's the thing. (laughs) But P.S., this is literally me going like this. Yeah, I know. You know I'm not doing well. I'm trying to do well. I'm trying to be good. It's hard. I mean, I've, we, we've got this 90-pound puppy who's all puppy, and she needs attention. She's a sweet girl, and she's doing great. We've got kids. Here's the thing. We talked about Grace earlier. The kids don't know what I'm going through. Trying to, with a partner, build a business. They have no concept of what that's like. Yeah. And the pressure that goes along with that sure. and trying to bring in clients and hit numbers and make revenue and convince someone, yes, I am someone you want to work with. By the same token, I need to have grace and understand. I don't know what they're going through. They can yeah. put on a brave face and say, I like being, you know, working, schooling from home because between classes I can get on Xbox. Um, the fact is their senior year is shit. Um, they're not going to, you know, they've gone to one football game. I don't know how many more they're going to have. I doubt that they'll have many more. Um, so I think the, the tone in our house is there are some challenges at times. There are some challenges where people get upset for seemingly no reason at all, but it's always the straw that breaks the camel's back. Right, right, right. And every single person in this house, whether it's Drew and Mitch, whether it's Sandy, who is working in the school, she's a speech language pathologist. 
and you know she's trying to give services to the kids who are in school and the kids who are working or, or learning remotely mm -hmm. and then me doing what I'm trying to do and I, I, I leave once a day to go work out in the morning that's my time out of the house yeah. generally uh, so we all need to have grace for each other and sometimes we fail most of the times we succeed so uh, you know, I envy you being able to go to an office. That's what I right. tell Sandy. I'm like, I know school, going to the school building sucks, but man, I wish I had an escape route right now. I understand. I, I, I mean, to a degree, I understand. No, look, we're, we're every, here's the thing. If we all realize every single person right now is going through their own variation of a personal hell, maybe to a different degree than you are, mm. life would be a lot better because we can have a lot of grace for people. But you know what? I think overall we're doing good. Um, the kids are doing well. We're, 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 we're you, know, you got to make the best of it. We're making yeah. the best of it. Cool. We're making the best of it. All right. So you, now we're at the time of this podcast, Kirby, where it is the mullet part of the podcast. It is the party in the back. You have it this week. I need to prepare myself. So if you, you do. allow me, yeah. please, to go ahead and do so. <laughs> are you? I think you're preparing yourself just from that last topic. All right. So All right, I just ready? had my nice swig of Gentleman Jack Daniels. Kirby, I was born ready. Let's okay. do this. All right. So the party in the back this time is going to be a fill in the blank oh, uh, sports edition, COVID mm -hmm. edition. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I think both of us are big sports fans, but in there for a while, we were starved for sports and we've actually yep. had a little discussion about this, yep. but I, so I have a little fill in the blank. So first okay. thing that pops into your head, there are wrong answers. Okay. No, so there, no. Okay. My there game shouldn't be. Okay. My game. Okay. <laughs> I'm an optimist, but I because I think you're going to do great. I'm a realist. Uh, I know you will trip me up. Okay, here we go. So the sport you have missed the least during this pandemic is? High lie. Never thought of it before the pandemic. Haven't thought of it during the pandemic. Um, won't give it a thought after the pandemic. So I'm going to go with high lie. Honestly, you win. That, that was a really good answer. That was really good. That I was, was I, I wasn't thinking you were going to say that. So that was well done. Okay, the sport that has handled this situation the best is? Bocce, um, and it, I'm just kidding, okay. Uh, I think honestly, uh, the NHL um, okay. and the NBA, I think it's a dead heat between the two. They both um, you know, had their seasons interrupted in, in the tail end of their regular seasons mm -hmm. and like found a way to make it work. And I think the NHL is on like week five now of, of zero co positive COVID tests. Right. the game uh, i'm gonna go with nhl if you I, I have to pick one i will go with nhl just because the few games i've watched on the na for nhl i like the fact that they just tarped the arenas mm -hmm. the the weird digital fans are very distracting to me on the nba cat to podcast okay. telecast i can't deal with it okay all right cool national um, hockey league kirby all right, that's fair. I, I have really enjoyed watching basketball again, and so I, I'm, I'm good with either of those answers. Those are appropriate. Okay, the percentage chance we get through the college football season with those that are scheduled to play now is? Zero. I had a feeling you would say that. Yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. I, I, I you know, we, we could have a whole to a cop podcast outside of this one about just – you ever want to know what college is about? It's in, and you think it might be about making money. Here's your evidence. We don't want any kids in class, but Hey, you football players get your ass back to campus. Um, I, I found it ridiculous that the associated press released a poll on uh, Tuesday of this week 
um, or Monday, maybe it was Monday, a preseason top 25 poll. And they included teams from the Pac-10 and the Big Ten who said they're not playing this year. I don't understand that. So I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling your national champion, Texas A&M Aggies, will beat like middle Utah State in the Aloha Bowl at five and seven. It's just, I no, I, I don't think there's a chance in hell um, because you can't bubble them up. There's just too many colleges. You can't bubble them up. Okay. The percentage chance that we finish an NFL season is? 76.46, um, if I want to be specific about that. I think there's a good chance. I think if they can make it through the regular season, I think they need here, – here's the thing they need to come out with. Right now you have Green Bay who said no fans in the stands. You got – the Cowboys and Jerry Jones saying, oh, we're going to have as many fans in there as we can as, as the state law allows right now, 50% for large gatherings. I think the NFL has to come down and say, hey, look, we're going to play without fans. We're going to try to, as much as we can, bubble people up. Right now, the NFL is doing a great job, but everybody's stuck in a training camp in a pretty bubbled system. Once they start traveling, you know, when, when you have all four cornerbacks of the Cleveland Browns come down with COVID – how do you play that game? So I, I, I think there's a chance that it gets derailed. I think they'll get – my hope is that they get through the regular season, they pick the playoff teams, and then they bubble up somewhere and finish it that way. Cool. All right. I've got a few more, so let's make them – I'm sorry. We'll I'm, go, no, we're good. We're going By quick. the way, that's Kirby saying, hey, Bill, just answer the damn question. <laughs> no, it's You good. don't need to, you know, pontificate. The sport you most fun – you have most fun watching at home is? Um, boxing. Um, Mitch and Drew have become excellent boxers um, as they fought each other. <laughs> and it's really nice to see their skills developing. Drew's not a southpaw, but he's really developed a really nice right hook. And Mitch's uh, MMA skills have really improved. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the sport you have the most fun watching live is, but it sounds like that's uh, the same answer. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> okay. Uh, the athlete that you would most like to have a beer with is? Current or present? I'm mean, uh, sorry, living. current. Living, 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 a living, living athlete. That's a tough one. I think, uh, I think Roger Staubach. Okay. He, he's always, he's, he's my number one favorite athlete of all time. Yep. Um, so Roger Staubach, you're from your Dallas Cowboys. The percentage chance that Jerry Jones plays quarterback for the Cowboys this year is? Uh, 74.37%. Uh, I, I, I'd really rather Jerry Jones fire the coach one year and just coach. I would love that so much because the absolute shit show that would be, and you know Jerry wants to do that. That'd be awesome. Now, Jerry won't play for, play for the Cowboys, but, man, he'd love to coach him. He'd coach him up. Yeah. All right, man. You did a good job. I, I hope the, I did a good the, job. The, the highlight one, that you, you, you took it over right there. That was great. I, I hope – I hope I did a good job, but you know who I know does a good job, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That is our good friends over at Common Skews, that cloud-based platform we talked about earlier. Helps every distributor run their business from a cloud-based environment from anywhere. Not just Coshocton, not Franklin, Tennessee, not Dallas, Texas, not Lukenbach, Texas, not Dade County, Florida, where they play a lot of high life. Nope. From anywhere, USA or beyond. That's right. They are international folks. So if you want to make sure you connect with your clients virtually, you connect with them through their online platform. Um, Common is the way to go. We've talked about this before. Last thing I always like to say, man, you've got a team there who cares and cares deeply. They are invested in your success. So you really can't go wrong with at least 
taking a look at Comiskew, kicking a few tires, and seeing if it's right fit for you. So head over to Comiskew.com. You won't be sorry you did, Kirby. Always a great time to do the Promo Upfront podcast. Oh, look at you brand evading with your coasters right there as you hold those up like street cones. I appreciate that. Kirby, I appreciate everything you do. Let's call it a podcast. That's right! Promo Upfront! Party in the pit!